my preach is pretty much that like, Lord, I thank you for the day that I learned that church was more than a Sunday. Thank you that you added me to a true family for eternity. You gave us one another. Now we've got sisters and brothers with a heavenly father. That's pretty much the preach. So it's amazing. Yeah. I suppose you know that you're in a, a church that's hearing God when that stuff happens. Eh? You've got to be nervous if, oh my gosh, nothing lines up and it's all your, your idea. So um, I'd rather you not see my whole preach in front of you. Because then you're going to read it. Okay, so I think what I'm only going to do is I'm only going to use this to play you a video clip. I'm going to play a depressing video clip now. It's not great. Thanks, Jules. So I'm going to pray. Okay, so this is how this is going to go. Let me tell you how it's going to go, and then we can, you can know, which, know what's kind of happening. So, so I'm going to play this clip from Johnny Cash at the end of his life, and he sings this song, Hurt. And it's just a clip of regret. Okay, and then I'm going to preach about, and I'm going to speak about how that's not us, and how we're not going to sing that song of regret at the end of our lives. That's not our, that's not our end. And then I'm going to pretty much then try and give us some encouragement of what happened when you guys left us, when you came to us. You came and you put into us. And I'm actually going to put a case to us that, like, we are a bit of an apostolic people. And what is that? Like, what is that? You guys were very apostolic when you came to us. Maybe you realized, maybe you didn't, but you did. And then what does it mean to keep being an apostolic people? Like, what is that? What does it mean? Is that cool? And then let's see what God does, and we can respond to whatever he tells us individually. Is that cool? Okay. Okay, so let's play this terrible clip that makes you, that makes you cry. How do you know if there's sound? I've only got sound out my laptop. It's just out my laptop that I can hear it. I'll put the mic on it. That's great. No, no, don't worry. Chill, guys. Chill. I'll put the mic on it.
pretty depressing, eh? <laughs> Thanks, it's been great. See you guys next Sunday. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, that's just, what is that? That's just like regret. Like it's just a man at the end of his life, Johnny Cash, all those accolades, all those awards, all, that, all those performances. And he's like, my empire of dirt. What have I become? Everyone that you love goes away in the end. Pure regret. Um, so the plan is, how can we not do that? Okay, so let's not sing that song when, we're the, when I'm that age. Uh, that's the goal. Okay, so let's, so let's try and execute on that. Okay, and go. So straight off the bat, um, I think those that are saved and born again, we're not doing that. We, we, there's a measure of us walking with significance and eternal purpose, and, we're not, and we haven't dedicated our lives, surely, to just accumulating wealth and accolades that are, that are for this world, right? Um, however, I do think, though, and I think... There's been a good section of my life, if I'm honest, that you can be Christian and still, uh, still live too much for just things of this world, to be honest. Whether it's yourself, whether it's selfishness, whether it's to, you almost want uh, the glory and the kingdom at the same time, um, often. And I know for me, if I'm quite honest, that's always been a fight. Um, I'm only recently like an elder maybe a couple of months old or something, I don't know. A year, okay. <laughs> I'm terrible with time. Um, and like f for the longest time, um, I think um, uh, good old uh, Adam was in those elders meetings at um, City Bowl, and I, and, and I would hear from my friends, uh, what's up with Anton? Ah, he's a great guy, just the character's a bit off, eh? <laughs> To be honest, good guy, just loves God, great words, keen to roar, but he's just, he's just, he's just his priorities. His, uh, there's some stuff, let's be honest, that is, it's just not there. And I thank God that he's been working on me more and more to where I am here now, that I'm not singing that song anymore. Yeah. Um, I love myself a little bit of business and tech and startups and all that good stuff. And that's very alluring, but it's very lame. And it's all just, it's all just, it's all just tech fuzz in the end, right? And I really had to, and God had to do that. So, <clears throat> I wanted to give you a quick, you apostolic people, we apostolic people, together we are. Feels like I'm talking to both of us. I must be honest, today I feel like I'm talking to Brooklyn guys as much as I'm here with, here with Musenberg. This is what it is. Um, so this is less for them, it's more for us, eh? Um, it's more for both of us. And um, I wanted to give you guys a bit, of a, a bit of an update of what you guys did when you came to us, in case you didn't know. What's, what's happened since, since, since the last time you came? I can't believe I forgot that you, be, you were there. It's ridiculous. Um, so... So just a couple of things, and if you can try and, when I'm about to share now, try and maybe listen like it can apply to you too. See 
what God would be speaking to you about what he's been doing with us. Maybe there's something in there. And let's, do you know what they say? Is this thing is very reverby. Is it only me? It's only me. Okay, cool. Um, um, because you, know you know the keys to kind of listening to, to a preach, I heard. Uh, you don't just take the whole preach down. You only take what you feel God is saying to you down there. So let's go for that. So, so you guys came and you cried over us and there was tears and there was love and there was like some, some circular movement <laughs> through the round. A lot of old people dancing and worried about your health and then, and then gathering in the middle. And then there's like... <laughs> I love you. Hey, dude, I'm getting there. Don't you worry. And then a lot of huddling in the middle and praying over. And, like, we couldn't, like, res- not respond. It was like, yeah, totally. We're going to just take – we couldn't not respond. You made it very difficult not to, which is, which is, which is amazing. So what's happened since is um, we've launched an album. Did we launch an album before you came or after? So we launched an album. Hey? All that music and that song is cool. Amazing. Um, how he tried his best to get every single person's voice on the album. Uh, he tried his best. So you'd hear kind of Adam going, yo. <laughs> so everyone, everyone, can you just say something on the thing? So that was the goal. It wasn't ready to sound amazing. Um, we, we've, we've seen a couple of um, amazing things happen in the church, just kind of even Holy Spirit-wise. I can't even um, um, describe then what happened is progressively, and Adam, you can just check me out chronologically how this all works because I forget. Like, we saw progressively God speak through various people. A preacher would come, Davis from the UK, so we had some visiting preachers. Various people came. Um, we went to Woodstock Church and... That guy, that older guy who just is a rogue Holy Spirit guy, Jeff Kidwell. And uh, that's what he does. He's a rogue Holy Spirit man. That's his mandate. He gets paid for that. It's amazing. So we're, we're, in the, we're there, and Jeff just throws this line out on the side. He just throws it on the side. And I'm like, meh. And he was preaching. Then he just threw this one line on the side. He says, ah, oh, Brooklyn. It's so great to have you here and experience your exuberism, much like you guys say about us, to experience your exuberism and your, and your, and your, and your excitement. Um, your, your, your fame goes ahead of you. Your reputation goes ahead of you. Dangerous place to be. And he keeps talking. I'm like, wait, 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 you said danger. You ended that sentence with dangerous place to be. I've got to process that. Because the fame was nice, the reputation and the zeal and then the danger at the end. And I'm like, that stuck me. And there were some preachers. And long story short, here's what God says to us a little while ago. He says, paraphrasing a bunch of preachers and speakers, he's saying, um, be careful of the appearance of of zeal and fire and Holy Spirit in the Lord. And be careful that when you, when you stick a stick inside the muffin or the chocolate cake, that it really is all the way through. Ezekiel's had a word in a home group. Ezekiel's dude, this dude with a bass tone voice, 
he's in succumbing, and he just, he just sits there, and then, like, God speaks to him radically. He'll just sit there and say, I've got a, a picture. And you're like, yeah, cool, share it. And it's like, oh, my word. It's the oracle of God. So he pretty much says, I just see a picture of muffins in an oven. And I just feel like God says, you must keep the, oven, you must keep the muffins in the oven. Don't take them out too soon because they'll look like they're done on the outside, but they're raw on the inside. <laughs> Jeff Kidwell, freaking preachers. God is saying, Brooklyn, be careful. You can get your albums going. You can sing your songs. You can jump up and down. Careful that you really are that on the inside too. Stay in the oven. So now for the last months, we're not so jumping anymore. It's quite, it's quite deep, right? We've been go, it's like, dude, there's some individuals here. God is telling them stuff individually. There's some stuff I'm not going to mention because I'm going to honor people. You know I'm not going to mention it. You're scared. You're scared. Um, you don't want me to mention it. So long story short, God is dealing us with us character-wise, right? Deep inside. We're cooking in the oven at the moment quite deeply. To make sure that when we come and we s- 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 come here and jump up and down and sing, that it's true and it's real, and it's something that comes from a very deep place and it's not outward. So that's what's been happening. If you want to know, um, some nice stuff. So now, so that's some hard stuff that's been happening. Some nice stuff. Um, so in response to that, so, so we responded. So we've been responding to God. We're saying, okay, God, cool. Okay, what, is, what does it mean to be in the oven? Adam feels holiness preach, holiness teaching, holiness a time to just speak on holiness. So all the worship's a little softer, preaching a little more somber. We're a little less animated because this is hard stuff. And... Um, And what we started to see as well, we started to see a bit of a dip in visitors and salvation. Less visitors were coming. And in our meetings, less people getting saved. And let me let you know, like we had a reputation of life. Like I heard, I heard in the in the eldership meetings or whatever, maybe you're in those. Brooklyn again, people got saved, Brooklyn again, visitors there. And then that stops. Okay, holiness, get with God, and Adam just, you know, responding to God is pretty much leading us into, God, tell us what to do. Okay, tell us what to do, it's oven time, and we need to do basic things like, (laughs) silly things like just love new people that come in the door, like don't speak to yourself and your friends all the time, maybe first port of call Love someone that you don't know. Just do that basic stuff. There's a couple of basic stuff like that, I'm sorry to say. Um, We responded. And I think the last few weeks, visitors up and about three or four salvations back. How do you explain that? We, We didn't go put pamphlets out. We didn't. We didn't do an outreach drive. We didn't walk around. We just did that. Next week, visitors and salvations. What's, that's, but, but, but God does what he wants, right? God says these things will happen if you're obedient, and you just do that and things happen, right? Okay, so that's a little bit of that. And one more. Something cool. Oh, she hates if I'm going to ask her. Ronalski, please. Is it okay? Come. 
this wonderful woman. So I'm just going to give you a quick, a quick kind of backdrop. She's not really supposed to be in Brooklyn. Look at her. Do you know what I mean? She's not uh, half, half her age and, and her skin's a little light. <laughs> guys, guys I'm, I do apologize. We're very comfortable with racial jokes in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I do apologize. Okay. So she's, she's, she's come to us, Renal. God, she only does what God says. I know that for a fact. We couldn't convince her. I tried it. She came to visit Brooklyn back in the day, and I was fully convinced that she was meant to be there, and I, and I was trying to convince her. She was like, well, I don't listen to you. I listen to the Lord. <laughs> so now, which is amazing, and now the Lord's spoken again, and she's doing the following. Um, yeah, when I visited <laughs> to the church a year ago, I just fell in love with the congregation, with all the kids. they such amazing people. And uh, God, I just knew then that I belonged there. And uh, for the first, last few months, God's been talking to me about moving to Brooklyn. <laughs> I have this beautiful house that I love, I love a lot. And, um, and now, um, for 14 years, yeah. And, but I feel I need to move and I... God is in it. So um, my house was sold this week. Well, I just have to sign for it. And, but I must find a house. And, but I'm trusting God for that too. Uh, it's the scariest thing I've done in my life. But I know God is in it. And um, I know that he's going to take me places. And it's all for his glory. It's, I mean, it's not me. It's, I'm not a brave person. And, but it's 100% God. So living in a house for 14 years, loves the home, has made it a home, and she said, like many times in her heart, and to God, um, I'm I'm gonna be a mom. I'm go- I'm gonna bu- I'm gonna bring I'm gonna build a house here, and I'm gonna be a mom to these guys. Bam. Okay, so that's. I just want to give you a quick update on what's happened with us since you guys left. Okay, so there we go. Um, so now let's talk. What, are we, what is an apostolic people? What does it mean to be an apostolic people? Should we be that? Must we be that? Is it a good thing? Does God call us to be that? Probably does. Um, so, so what's an apostle? Let's maybe look at an apostolic people by, by looking at what an apostle. And s- some of us have probably got various uh, definitions of uh, what an apostle is based on our exposure and things. But, but I suppose at the end of the day, um, there's various definitions, but pretty much Paul was one, and we read about them in the Bible, sure. It's, it's like a sent one. It's a one who goes before. Um, it's a master, as uh, a speaking of an apostle being like a master builder of God's church, um, a pioneer, almost like a teacher, um, ability to um, encourage and see what is healthy in a church and an ability to kind of see what is not healthy in a church, almost that ability, almost, almost that, that kind of vision and that kind of for, um, foresight. So, so if we are an apostolic people, it's not necessarily a prophetic people. It's not necessarily a people of teachers. It's not necessarily a people of evangelists. It's an apostolic people. So in our understanding, an apostolic people is a bunch of people that go, that build God's whole church. 
you build the whole thing. You're not trying to just be prophetic or you're not just trying to be evangelistic. Or you're, not trying to, you're, you're trying to build God's, God's, God's kind of church, the whole thing. That makes sense? Would you guys all agree? Anyone disagree right now? Theologians, Dylan, Piper, is Piper with, is it fine? Spurgeon? Okay. Thanks. So, so I feel like you guys are that. I feel like you guys are apostolic people. You've also got a very interesting lead elder here. And, and there's, there's, there's very interesting people in this church. Look, look, I have a personal belief that I don't believe people choose churches. Um, I don't think, I don't believe, I haven't seen it. I mean, I've been saved for quite a little while now. And I've seen people that, that um, function in God and are doing things in God. And, it's, and I've yet to almost see someone was like walking around and they got a, bit, a bunch of manifestos of the various churches. And then they got in their car and then they picked a church based on the vision that they agreed. I align with the vision, so I'll be joining your church. Do you have a confirmation? I'll come and join your church. I, I, like, I just feel like I see people. God just plays chess, man. He's just like, you, right, you over here, bam, and you, you thought you were going there? No, you're not, and he just plays chess. I just think he plays chess with us, because he's got a plan. He's got a plan, and then like, and then like we, we do have an inkling of that plan, but it's an inkling, let's be honest. So we're like, yeah, I think I should go here, and God's like, yeah, just a little bit more this way, and then yeah, you are, like, here, yeah, but I thought, okay, I'm here, and then he's got a plan, and I think there is obviously a reason why you guys are here, who is here at this time, at this stage? There's definitely a reason. And it is to be an apostolic people. And it is to build God's church. And it is to show the world, saved and unsaved, what the real church of God is. That's what the plan is. So you guys came and you guys did a bit of that in us. It was just a Josh Jen church for now, but you did a lot. You guys crying over us, showing the love that you did. Here's a, and there's a couple of things that I maybe I want to share that I felt maybe to share that could help with this, that maybe we could kind of work on, um, all of us actually. Um, I'm even preaching this to me. Um, so first thing is, if you guys, if we're going to go and do this, we're going to be a crazy bunch of people that just get out there. What are we doing? We're going to be, be going. And we're a bunch of people just going and we're willing to just do it, God, and go. If we're going to go and do this, maybe just a couple of tips, like on the way, if we're going to go and just willy-nilly do this. Um, one, one is, I think the most important is a sincere love and character above gifting, above all else. Sincere love and character. I mean, there is, there, is, there is scripture there, right? Romans 12, 9, 9 to 6. Let's read some scripture. It's always a good idea. Let's make sure that Anton's not, Dylan's checking me out there. He's got his Bible out. Romans 12, verse 9 to 16. Let's read some scripture. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. You guys do that. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. 
and practice hospitality. Hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. And do not be conceited. It's Romans 9 to 16. Love sincerely. And I felt, especially for Musenberg, you guys did that so wonderfully, uh, we felt, when you guys came. I mean, you were crying over us. I mean, we felt your heart for us. You didn't even know us. Um, and I just want to say thank you for doing that. Keep doing that. I mean, you're so sincere. Keep, keep doing that and love sincerely and, and put love into action the way you guys do. It's like it's a wonderful thing. And I, and I pray for you guys that I hope that never stops. I hope that doesn't stop. Um, I'm sure you guys do it here. I don't know you guys, so yeah, just keep doing that. Okay, s- a, second, a second point is, if we're going to build God's, if we're going to be an apostolic people, this is something that is God's design, is it not? Whose idea is the church? Whose idea is the church? It's obviously was invented by the Catholics? Are you sure? Just check your, what do the manuscripts say? How far does this go back? When did the church start though? When? 996. Okay. So definitely didn't start in 996. Okay, Catholics didn't, didn't kind of start it. Maybe the Presbyterians, maybe, how do we go back? The Lutherans, like low, back. So where did it start? John Piper started it? Ah, and the Acts, eh? Okay, okay. Deep. You've got to check that theology as well. Check it out. Um, Abraham, now we're getting skew. We've got to bring it straight. We've got to bring it back, guys. We're getting offline here. It's heresy, heresy. Sorry, sorry for visitors in the back. This is it's going south. So obviously, obviously, uh, Jesus had that, had that whole kind of story where he was trying to bring his disciples onto the page because he's about to leave, and if I don't go, it's better that I go, and the Holy Spirit comes, and I'm going to fill you, and you've got to go to, 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 where they have to go, Antioch, no, Acts, and you're going to wait, and you're going to have fire, and then obviously tongues of fire, we know the story, and we've spoken to this a million times, and the church was birthed, and they said, what did they say, and 3,000 were added to then another number in one day, bam, okay. And so the church started, God's design. So, one thing I would encourage us, if we're going to go and do this, if we're going to represent God's church to the world, both to churches and to those that are unsaved too, right? Even to Christians that are in a form of godliness but are not maybe 100% in God's plan, we have to be careful that we don't deviate from God's design. And it doesn't become maybe one of our ideas or or we added to it. I think maybe, I've got a hint, the reason why um, 
I mean, the reason why Dylan loves these old books so much is maybe because it's he, he loves the fact that there, there are old truths that don't change. And maybe he's looking at bookshelves and he's going at these modern bookshelves. He's looking at the shelves. He's like, that's pop Christianity, 10 steps for doing, okay, let me find an old Musenberg bookstore that's got something truthful and real and old. Because the old tends to be the most true when it comes to this thing. Is that, is that, is that about right? So when we go and do this, what I would suggest maybe, if you leave this place, make sure that wherever else you go, in the street, someone you meet at work, or you come to another congregation like ours, maybe that's not the time to maybe test out a new biblical theory that you've got. <laughs> maybe, maybe the best thing to do is first is test all those like individual theories here with your elders and guys and know the word, so that when you're going, you know confidently that you are building with God's design. And that you can know you can lead and you've built God's church and His design. And it's not a, it's a theory. How much? I think, I think the world is so filled with. I was actually full-time youth pastor once in a different life, in a different stream. That's another story for, for like another time. And I could tell you, and I think we all know this. Isn't the world so filled with like rock stars, Christian Christian pop stars, one-man shows, man of God, whole TV networks, like around. How can he be theologically correct on his own? Where's, where's the rest? Where's the balance? How can he be, you know, the only one who grabs that mic is that guy, and he spouts that this is the kingdom of God. Impossible. Impossible. On his best day, it could be the could be the most close to God person I know. But the fact is, there is it's impossible for one person to carry the fullness of God. Impossible. So, what's the opposite of that then? Having an ability to work and be in team and be submissive. Okay, so. Something about something that we've had to learn as Brooklyn is, and we can. Uh, I'm gonna sp I'm gonna try and speak as openly, but I'm gonna be a little bit reserved because we're a lot more comfortable about speaking about racial issues than maybe I've realized a lot of churches are because we just are that way. So they'll be more comfortable with me saying stuff than you guys will be. So I'm gonna turn it down. So for us, um, what I'm used to. 10, 15 years being kind of saved is I'm used to this. When, there's, when I'm in a church context with, with kind of people that I don't know, what I'm used to doing is building a bridge relationally. So, so like I meet a new person, I go, hey man, how's it going? Uh, and I try and find a, are you surfing? No, you don't surf. Do you, what are you, what, you birds? And, and you try and build a bridge relationally. You're just trying to be friendly, right? So you build a friend, like... Like you build a, f um, a bridge culturally or kind of friendship-wise. Oh, you go to work. Yeah, oh, traffic sucks. Oh, oh, traffic. Ah, two hours. Ah. And, then you, and then you eventually, after a while, you build a bridge and you can talk about God. I'm talking about myself now. Maybe it's you. I don't have a cultural relational bridge with many of you guys in Brooklyn. I, I don't share life experience at all. I live in Sunset Beach. 
my house, my house is probably sometimes the size of the lower floor of some of the block of flats that you guys live in. Is that right? I, Jane, when we joined this church, so our church is a year old. We had a birthday as well by the year. We're a year old. Woohoo, pshaw. Um, Jane, my wife, who's French, started to find out as we get to know each other, she comes home, she's crying. She can't handle the life that these guys live. She can't accept it. It's too much for her little heart. She's like, this is too much. And I'm like having to, like, what's going on? And she's like sharing. And she's like, she can't accept it. It's too difficult. Okay. So we have very little in context and cultural and relationally between us on the surface. So you know what we just do? We just go straight for God. Stop it. I'm not going to try and act like I know you. I'm not going to try and act like you know me. I'm not going to act like we've got this cultural connection. We don't. You know we don't. I know we don't. God is, God is, God is the one consistent thing between, between us. Bam. Let's go. And I think, I think maybe what's kind of happened is that's caused us to maybe accelerate this, this family feeling between us, which is well past a Sunday. We're eating outside of house and home. Probably. If there's juice in that fridge, it's gone. It's gone fast. Woolies, is that a Woolies juice in there? It's finished. Meow. And then we only prayed the what's in my fridge is yours and so they did, and they did it before. So we're, so we're well past that. We're well past pleasantries and, and kind of Maybe what I would say to you Musies guys, if you can, if we can give you a bit of a feather out of our cap, because we need some help on some other things from you guys. Maybe what, what we can give to you is move past that cultural stuff and that relational stuff as quickly as you can. Don't make that the, you don't get someone and they don't understand you or they're not like you or they don't share like a cultural. Don't let that, don't let that stick. What, what is that? That's in the world, man. What does the world do? The world separates on what? Economy, cultural divide, language, uh, interests. You like this music, you like. They're all about separating as much as possible. What's God about? Inclusive as much as possible. It's for everyone. Old, young, green, black, and blue. Let's go with that. You like that, Kuz? Okay. Okay, I've got two more points, and then we're going to see what God does, and we can respond. Is that okay? Is, am I with you? Okay. Um, third one is we can only really, we can only share and bring what we live. I can't really come here and tell you to get all nice culturally and love each other in the, like in the Lord, and we didn't really do that. I would say that over the mic, and it's just, oh, it's just words. We can only really bring and share what we live for real. So if you're not evangelizing, you probably can't go tell people to evangelize. You know, if you're not really inviting people into home and loving folks, you can't go really probably tell people to do that. 
Well, if, I mean, you could, but it would have no power. The, the power is in bringing what you yourself are doing. So, to give an example out of Brooklyn at the moment, yes, I'm really tooting our horn at the moment. We better live this stuff out there, guys. Is, is, is your, as much power as you guys go and do, whatever it is, First Fridays, on the streets, another church, whatever you guys are going to go do, you crazy people, whatever you go and do, as much as you are living in that here back at home is as much as that is going to be powerful for you when you go. So you have to, so, so there, are, there are truths that, that you are going to live in here that when you go, God is going to magnify and he's going to use and it's going to be amazing. There'll be truths like working in team. They'll watch you, they will, they, people watch how you are, not what you say. We know this, right? And I think, Maybe most of maybe what you remember maybe today might not be my preach. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. I think it's going to be somehow, some way, a demonstration of another part of God's kingdom, Brooklyn, and how you saw us together and how you saw our puzzle pieces fitting together. For you, you would go, wow, that was really, I, I saw an aspect of God in his kingdom at work there. Those people, all of them. They've got something of God. There's something of God going on there, as opposed to Anton having an amazing preach. Would that be right? And I think for you guys as well, I'm trusting that there's something of, someone brought a word of like focus and being an optometrist. Maybe, Beth, you should share that. Yeah, did you? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, when we were praying outside, actually, I just felt um, the Holy Spirit wanted to do something special tonight for Musenberg, and that was to give you almost like the same set of glasses. So, like, you know, when you can't see properly, well, it starts when you're like 45 and you start holding the book a little bit further away from you, suddenly you realize you need reading glasses. Well, it's also the same for people who maybe look at the blackboard like my brother for many years and he couldn't understand, he, he didn't even know that he was actually seeing it badly, but he got a symptom. He got a headache and he kept getting headaches. And then he eventually went to an optometrist and they found that he needed glasses to see the board. So I, I feel tonight almost like the Holy Spirit's going to highlight some symptoms maybe so that he can get your vision in line <coughs> with your elders' vision, with what's Musenberg's vision what Dill and the guys are actually pushing into so that you can support that vision and you can be like a team moving together in the same direction. And that scripture that came to mind was um, Proverbs 29 verse 18. Without a vision, um, my people, they cast off restraint. And different visions cause division. But I feel tonight like God is wanting to kind of take you to the optometrist. Um, we have to often get ourselves to the optometrist. And we often don't know that we can't see properly. But I'm just trusting that God is going to give you that thumping heart right now. He's going to be actually speaking to you and saying, I need to make business with you tonight. Holy Spirit, come and clear my vision. Give me the right set of glasses so I can see what my leaders are showing me. Like what Dill was saying, with serving and 
yeah, it's so important to get behind what, what they're saying, like to jump at it. So, yeah, I trust the Holy Spirit does it. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was so cool. So this morning in our service, we were praying for this meeting. And there were, some, there were these three girls from Sunningdale who randomly arrived in our service just to come and kind of support us. And just as we we're praying for you, the one girl came and said, listen, I've got a word that I'd love to actually give you that she feels is for Musenberg. I don't even know this girl's name. Um, but it was, she said, like, if you feel that it's God, use it. And just as Beth was sharing that word, I'd love to just share what she said. And she had this picture of all these different colors of light. I mean, you've seen if you shine light through a prism, it reflects, in, reflects into all these different colors. But it was the reverse of that. It was all these different colors of light focused through a prism to make one beam of solid white light. And uh, what she was feeling about it was that you need all the different colors of light, the different gifts, the different callings, the different strengths. Um, and that we shouldn't be so focused on like, hey, I'm red light and he's purple light. And actually, I want to be purple light. It's like, no, for me to within what God has given me to live to the fullness of what he's put in me, that the light that's in me would be as bright as possible and then push through the focus of my elders, my team, the Holy Spirit, that he is the one who focuses all these things into this beam of white light that ultimately penetrates the deepest darkness. So, Okay, that's my response, Adam. So, like, I suppose I just wanted to end and ask and see how we could respond. And we're going to build the only thing that has any power and result. What's that guy's name? Johnny Cash. 70 plus years old, regret. We're trying to run, what are you trying to do? We're trying to run away from that. How do we never sing that song with that much sadness again? It's two roots. The one root is we can say to ourselves, I'm pretty clever. I'm pretty wise. I've lived some life. I know some scripture. I've seen a thing or two. I've got something to bring. You should listen to me. That will have a result. That will have a result. There will be a outcome of that approach. Then there's a second route saying, God, not discounting my life experience at all, not discounting what you've showed me and things that you've taken me through, and I've learned a few things, not discounting that because we can't. I take all of that and I bring it into your plan, which is mutual submission and interdependence. And God, I submit myself to your way of doing things, which is mutual submission. It's that whole, you know the theology, guys. You guys know it. He himself is a trinity. There is mutual submission there. We've heard it before. And we're choosing to say, God, I'm going to do that too. And it's not discounting our life experience, guys. It's not discounting what we've learned and things that we've gone through. But it's, I, t- I bring all of that. And you know what, God? I'm going to humbly submit it to your plan 
and your way of doing things. And God, I'm a puzzle piece. I, I realize that I am one puzzle piece. I'm not the puzzle piece. I realize that. If we've had any kind of revelation of God, we, surely he's revealed to us the, that, that we are one puzzle piece of a bigger board. God, I recognize that. And I'm going to allow you to take me and fit me in. And it's arrogant to think that we could be anything more, isn't it? The world tells us that we're something more. You're Elon Musk, man. You could be awesome. Nice. It's not true. Anything significant is going to be us playing our part in God's grand design, and we are one amazing puzzle piece. And I think all of us here, I can just feel like all of us here, even like both of us, just this two-sided engine. I can feel all of us here, the cry of our heart is, God, I just want to count. I just want my life to count. The opposite of Johnny Cash, I just want my life to count. Use me. It's simply, God, use me. How do you want to use me? And I think the best way to do that is not just go look for prophecies or come up with our own plans and watch some YouTube clips and, and kind of read some things and see somebody else's life and try and live that life. But to actually go, I'm not going to try and make it happen myself, God. I'm going to submit my life to you, and I want you to help me to use you, use me. And probably how that starts is God, Jesus, last one. I believe that Jesus prayed one last prayer, and he said, Jesus, that they would be one as I think we're just supposed to have the same relationship with God and each other as Jesus had with his father. No way. Guys, we say this. I said this for so many years. I did. I said this for so many years. God, I trust. God, my relationship with God, I trust him 100%. I've seen some amazing things. He's done some ridiculous things in my life. I trust him 100%. It's these people in this church I'm not so sure about. I can trust God because he's not human. You guys, hey, you guys get it wrong. I've seen some funny things happen in churches, eh? So I, how can I submit to people? I can't. God, I will. People, I won't. We're coming outside of his design when we say that. We're coming outside of it. I agree with you in theory. You who say that, I agree with you in theory. I've tried that. It doesn't work. You're stuck. You get yourself stuck, and you meet people like you, and then you're just off on the burnt, I was a burnt church person, and then you just stay there. When I first came into Josh Jen, I was sitting in a corner for two years, because I was full-time, and I got burnt, and I got terribly burnt, and the church sucks, parts of the church. And I remember Milani came, came up to me, and Josh Jen, they were so good, they left me for two years in the corner. In Sunningdale, they just left me next to the fireplace. Uh, Freaking leaders, church. Yeah. Leaders suck. No, act like they're holy, but no, it's not true. And then Malani comes up to me. So they left me. So well done for leaving me. Uh, well done for staying, yeah. And then after two years, Malani comes up to my face and she goes, like, she goes, Are you finished sulking now? <laughs> Excuse me. It's very insensitive. She goes, you're going to get on the horse, eh? God's going to use you still. Get back on the horse, bro. 
Let's go. So if there's any of us that has got any inkling of that, judge sucks, people suck, God, God is the only one that knows me, people don't know me, don't let that stick. It's, you're in a, it's bad, bad 